Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, our little simulcast here. Uh, this is our number two of our live coverage from yeah, Steelers training camp go. practice in the uh, defensive and offensive lines working their way over to the field here in front of us where they're going to do the same drill they finished practice with yesterday, Matt, the move-the-ball drill. Uh, but this time they're going to do it, uh, it looks like red zone. Oh, okay. Nice. So you're going you're gonna to take the first downs. Yeah, they're setting it up here. Uh, Marcel uh, setting up at the 23 going down to our left here. From, okay. Uh, from right to left. And so as soon as he uh, – Good long period there, one-on-ones, though, on the far field. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. went at it pretty good. Yeah. Again, they're not taking it easy on this padded practice. They are not. And, uh, well, again, you know, that's what training camp is for. Yeah, right, you know? right. That but still, they're, they're pushing it. Okay, so there's the there we uh, go. There's the horn. We get the uh, first team offense out here working against the first team defense. The idea with this drill is to, you're going to start here. It looks like they're starting at the 25 actually, and you're going to record first downs here going into the red zone. So okay, it makes it a little different. Here. A little spin on it. Yeah. So if you you stay on the field, if you get the first down, if you don't get the first down, defense wins. The offense leaves the field, and the second unit comes on. So if you get the first down, you keep driving. You keep moving. Okay, yeah. just keep on trucking. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's see what, what we got, got out here. There. The sun's shining now here. Yeah, it's beautiful. College. you got to love that. Okay, so this will Defense be Defense is in nickel. High red zone here. I stand corrected there in their 3-4. Adams is a nose. Yeah, it's 55 and 26 out there. They have uh, seem to have settled in on more on uh, having uh, Quan Alexander out there was that second linebacker. Yeah, that's that a good point. Two, two cover guys it out does. there. It does. There's some more speed. Yeah. So, again, you're in your 3-4, but they went empty. Empty. You're gonna, oh. Nice throw and catch over the middle by Deontay Johnson. I don't think he scores, but that was a big gain. Inside the 10. 10, yeah. See, that's just a great example of the skill guys the Steelers have. So, you get 3-4 and you go empty. And Kenny could still run it if they really, like, evacuated the box. motion the back, back right, the Right, right, right. But you spread things out. You get Johnson to operate in a lot of space over the middle. We've been saying that a lot lately. Yeah. And uh, run after catch. We've been saying that a lot lately. You know, Takes that down. They're marking it at the three-yard line. So, first and goal from the three. Really successful. First-team offense. Yeah, you really – I mean, you pick up 22 yards on that. Just how you drew it up. Yep. First read, ball came out, boom. And that is a uh, – what you would call a chunk play. It was. Now he's got Najee Harris in the backfield to his left. Let's see if they try to run it here. They do. And they do. And he's Najee in. Harris, he's, he is in. Yeah, he was yep. in pretty cleanly. I thought it might have – Held up, but no, he was in that pretty clean. Two-play touchdown drive from the 25. You'll you like, take it. you like to see that. <laughs> Especially, I mean, considering that the defense had, you know, held up pretty well uh, in seven shots when they were running the ball down, True. down tight. True. So I bet that's why they did it. Yeah. Well, I bet no. Najee was like, hey, I got to get in. Yeah. So setting it up here again at the 25. Do you notice in seven shots? I'm sure you did. That <laughs> twice in a row they handed the ball to Najee. He didn't get in. Then they trot Warren out, hand him in the ball, and he does get in. Yeah, yeah. that's just 
Coach Tomlin saying, I noticed you didn't quite get there, Najee, but the other guy did. <laughs> you know, this is how he pokes at them and, you know, get that competition going. Okay, so we get the second-team offense out there. Calvin Austin down here to split to the left. Uh, Warren just right of uh, Mitch Trubisky here. You got Nickel out there. Yep. And a little blitz. Yeah, that's a sack. That would have been a sack, and Trubisky kind of throws it away. Mm-hmm. Even got Quarterback even got bumped on that one. Yeah, which, which isn't supposed to happen. It isn't supposed to happen, but <laughs> a lot of big bodies moving pretty abruptly. Yeah, so that is – you're going to say that's second down. They're not going to mark the sack. No. They're just calling it a – Calling it an incompletion. Okay. That's yeah. kind to of the offense. Yeah. Well, he might have got I mean, he might have thrown it away. Yeah. Right. He's not going to throw it in the stands in this situation. No, no. He just let that go. And there was kind of a receiver in the area. Mm-hmm. Jalen Warren was there in the middle. So, let's see what they got up their sleeves this time. Darnell Washington Again, out empty. there. Warren in the slot. Yeah. At least for now. It's like Spencer uh, Anderson again at right tackle here at the second unit. So that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he got beat. Well, no, ah, I wouldn't say he got, got beat. That, yeah. Okay. Hit Warren down the Picked up uh, there, yeah. their, their mark at as a nine-yard gain to Warren. But, He's a uh, really good receiver. No LaRaven Clark in there at right tackle. It's now Spencer Anderson. I'd be a little nervous if I was LaRaven. Yeah. I mean, do you need four tackles if Anderson can do that? I don't know that you do. Yeah, probably not. And he's and making a little bit of money. He's making more than a seventh-round pick. Absolutely. And you don't want to subject that uh, seventh-round pick potentially to uh, waivers. So. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, I mean, again, he plays you, one position is a problem with Right. Clark, that's a, that's the know? thing, yeah. Oh, look at this formation. And Moore's already showed he could be a right yeah. tackle. So, he might be your fourth right yeah. tackle. This is a definitely heavy run, heavy formation. Yeah. They oh, show it. But oh, they show it, and Trubisky rolls out to his right. And uh, Warren was out there. They had everybody go left. Mm-hmm. It was Warren and Trubisky, a little naked bootleg there, and they get that out there for the first down, pick up down to the 11. Good speed, though, by the, the two pursuit players there. Wallace was one of them, and it was, I think, Alexander. It was one of the linebackers. Yeah. It wasn't Alexander. Um might have been Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, Landon Roberts and Robinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's who it is. So, that's not bad if you if, if you could bring a Landon Roberts in as your number three right, linebacker. Right, right, right. Or situational heavy yeah. stuff or, you know. Okay, this time Trubisky in the shotgun with uh, McFarland to his right. He's got trips receivers out to his left, a single receiver out to the right. That's Gentry in the short slot there. Changing the play up a little bit here. Defense showing blitz again. Here they come. Is he getting it hot? Oh, he's going for the going for the end zone. Yeah, it might have been partial throw away. Yeah, partial throw. Threw away. that one out of the end he zone. He had Gentry down there um, with the safety. I think that's Robinson. I think you're right. And uh, just kind of lofted it up there, but he never. He was under duress. Yeah, overthrew uh, the six foot eight Zach Gentry by about five yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a throw away. So, good job by the defense or that second unit of uh, coming right at the blitz, you know, coming at the at the yeah. snap and getting pressure right away. Now, Fajoko coming in to play the nose here. Let's see if uh, he kicks the ball kicks back. Kicks the ball back a little bit. Nice. <laughs> Get that ball back. That's back at the 11. <laughs> now, Trubisky under center with McFarland behind him. Trips again to the right. Now, he motions Gunnar Olszewski. He comes inside, and that's going to be a run Some play. left, yeah. Nice job by the defense yeah. holding that to about a one-yard gain. That was Watts. He bottled that up pretty good. Yeah. Real basic, just zone run. Not a lot of bells and whistles on it and didn't do much. 
Okay, so well, they're not even going to give him a gain on that one. So it's third and ten. I here. think that's fair. Yeah. Third and ten at the eleven, maybe half a yard, half a football game. Guess, guess they could still get the first without scoring. They could. That would be awfully difficult. Yeah, have to tough. get it down inside the one. Pat Meyer in the huddle with the offense there. Taking a listen to see what they're uh, doing. He steps away from it. Okay, Trubisky is now in the shotgun. He's got Jalen Warren to his left. Defense Double receivers to the right. He's got a tight end to the right as well in line. Defense is in the nickel. Okay. Trubisky looking down Very the middle. Very little rush. Boom. There, Drills nice one in there. Oh, that's 87, I believe. Yep. Yep. That's our guy, Rodney Williams, making a play again. Yep. It designed out very well. Trubisky, Trubisky looked, at, it looked out at him perfect. the whole way. Yeah. The whole way was just zeroed in on him. and Really good protection, really spot, good throw. Yeah, put it in a spot where only uh, where only Williams could catch the football there. Nicely done. Good way to end that. Again, Rodney Williams is not a throw. No, he's end. not either. How many positions have we talked about this? <laughs> you know, like didn't know much about him before camp, and now he keeps showing up. I mean, it's just like the Barku conversation. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, some of these guys aren't going to make it. No. You know, you hope you get him back on the practice squad. Um, but he's got a lean lower half, but he's not bashful about throwing his body around. He's not, no. yeah. You know, he is tenacious. Absolutely. Catches the ball well. He does catch the ball well. Which is a big thing now for and tight ends. I think you mentioned his speed earlier in the show. He was, you know, he tested well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, good job, good practice. Yeah, it was. And that's going to put that one in the books here at St. Vincent College. The rain held off again. Yeah. Boy, they've been Boy the weather's been remarkable. They have been amazingly fortunate here. Um, just, uh, yeah, another another good practice. I, I like that drill. I, I like that drill, too. Yeah. yeah, it has a good feel to it. Good tempo, aggressive. So they get one more practice. How about that? Yeah. Rodney Williams uh, from Tennessee Martin. Mm-hmm. And his low 40 time of 4.50. Nice. Uh, his They list his 40, his official 40 time is 4.55. Um, okay. I'm their, sure it's pro day. Yeah. And uh, the, the 40 high from time there was uh, 4.63. So. so right in the middle there, mid-4.5 yeah. five guy. I mean, he looks like a 4.5. I say that's how he moves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he has to be. He's not starting right, to watch yeah. him. I mean, he listed as a you know, right. fullback slash wide receiver slash H-back. I don't uh, see fullback, but – well, tight end is his primary position, but yeah, position yeah. two is that kind of H-back kind of thing. So, kind of Move him around gives you a, a, right. a little bit bigger version of Connor Hayward is what I've seen. Yeah, not nearly as good in out of his breaks yeah, as Hayward, right, right. route runner, but I know what you're saying. You know, you can use him some similar manners. You know, some of the, uh, the pre-snap motion that turns into lead blocking, I think he can do some of that. He's not quite as stout either, as thickly built, of course, but Hayward's so unique. Yeah. Some of these guys, again, another guy, like, he's another guy that kind of got caught up in the whole COVID thing, ended up spending six years yeah, in, in school. Yeah, it's a rough path. Man. Yeah, I mean, in, you know, so you're a little overaged, um, but. Really to no fault of your own. But, yeah, you know, I mean, it's COVID's. A, a weird draft class yeah. across the league. So their running game, this is interesting to note, um, they ranked eighth nationally, averaged uh, 231.3 yards per game, uh, did the. Uh, Tennessee Martin. Mm, okay. Um, so you see where, you know, I'm sure I'm he sure blocking block is, right. was, was kind of a big deal there, even though he's 6'3, 235 pounds, probably closer to 240 now. But it sure, again, sure implies that you're, you're not going to see the field if you're not going to block in right. a program like in a that. A program you know, that's right. going to run the football like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did still have uh, 25 catches for 333 yards and three touchdowns in his last year at Tennessee Martin. So 
again, more of a, a true tight end, even though he's a little bit undersized. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it, his lower half doesn't look NFL-ish for tight ends. Yeah. But the way he plays seems to overcome it pretty well in his style of play. So I think a lot of years he would have been really pushing hard to make the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've, we've seen some, some tight ends where, you know, even like two, three years ago, where the last tight end might not be as good as him. And yeah, well, now he's the fifth one, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Now he's the fifth guy. Yeah, um, you know, another guy that I think would be a strong practice squad candidate if you can get him through waivers. Yeah, and if an injury or so pops up, I think you could bring him up and be fine. I mean, at a minimum, somehow. I mean, again, practice squad. You'd love to get him on this field a year from now. You know, yeah, you right. don't want him to go somewhere else. Let him let him mature another year. Yeah, let him man. work in the weight room. Maybe he gets up to do a bunch of squats. You know? Yeah, right. You know, right. And, yeah. you know, remake your body a little bit. That's that's the mm-hmm. first thing you tell him and say, hey, we like you. But and, and I don't know much about Tennessee Martin's weight program, but I bet the Pittsburgh Steelers is better. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hunch, you know. I'm looking at the numbers on him. He had a 40 and a half inch vertical jump. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. I That's, mean, it did 21 reps on the bench, on the bench press. Pretty darn good, too, because yeah, he's I mean, not a short-arm guy. A 10-10 broad jump. Wow. There's a lot of explosion There's a there. lot there, right. Yeah, his three-comb was a 7-4-4, which is That's fine. fine. Yeah. His 20-yard shuttle was 4-1-6, which, again, I, Sounds like he gets lost in a smaller program a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, his 10-yard his ten yard split on the on the 40 was 1-5-2, which is, mm-hmm. again, really good. Really good. So, It'd be great to have him here for another year yeah. in, in some capacity. And as we mentioned, T.J. Watts out there instructing how to med rush moves, holding yes. court. Yeah, which that's a good guy to learn from. He's not bad. He's showing the – looks like Herbig again here. They're doing – oh, Of course, his like shadow. Little, kind of, what that kind of showing him that jump move. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you Just do the – Over-exaggerating it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a jump. What they're working on here is a jump, grab the arm of the tackle, and pull yourself through. Pull it's through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I mean, you land with your feet, explode yep. from That's there. Right. It's kind of, so it's kind of a swim move, but you're, you're in the midair while you're doing the swim move to kind of yeah. freeze the tackle. Yeah. Which, again, if you're in the air and you, there's that instance that you're vulnerable. That's why you want to grab that arm to yeah. keep him from locking from the, that, hitting you with that punch. Yep. So you grab the arm and you, you rip through. Yeah, the way you said it's perfectly. Pulling yourself through with yeah. two hands of your own momentum. Interesting and stuff. Alex Highsmith practicing the duck under on the other side. Yeah. These are all you know things that you – It's funny. Like when Watt's teaching it, though, he really exaggerates yeah. the jump more than he would, you know. Like, yeah. Just, okay, here's where you go. Here's your you coaching get, points, yeah. you know. That's just invaluable. Yeah. I mean, no, just invaluable. And, and I'm sure there's there are tremendous pass rush coaches out there, edge, you know, defenders, defense coordinators, head guy. But when you're, one of your teammates is teaching you, too, it's just a little different. And he's you know also, I mean? you know, again, went to the same college as you. Um, what defensive player of the year last year? What defensive player right. of the year, yeah, you, know. you know, set the NFL record for single-season sacks. Like, you're going to listen a little bit. And he may say things like, and the and Morgan Moses of the Ravens really falls for this one. Yeah. You know, right. things yeah. like that. Little or things that don't even bother against the against Conklin. Yeah, this one doesn't work against him, but it does against Moses. Or, yeah. you know, I mean, like stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I got three sacks last year doing this. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, or ten sacks, whatever yeah. it is. Right? Herbig working it off of both sides here, which is nice. Yeah. I can remember, you know, when they made the move a few years ago, and, well, we broke the news here on Steelers Nation Radio. I broke the news on uh, in print as well. But uh, when they uh, were moving T.J. Watt. When him and Bud flipped? When him and Bud flipped. Made all the sense in the world. 
you, you see the difference. Look at that spin move. Yeah. You see the difference. TJ Watt's just so much more comfortable on that left side. So refresh my memory, but I think it went something along the lines of Watt always wanted to come from that side. Yeah. But as a rookie, you don't really have that carte blanche to you know say, I'm only playing this side. And then you quickly realized, let's make TJ as happy as possible because he's a star. Yeah. And frankly, I thought Bud against and, – and this has changed in the NFL – but Bud, with his power to go through prototypical left tackles, yeah. you know, as opposed to fighting the mauling right tackle types, was better for both of them. It really, it really did turn right. out to be better for both of them. And then you go get Alex Highsmith, who looks like he's pretty comfortable coming off that left side or that right, right side. Yeah, say. right, right. And uh, yeah, I mean, sure. It's, it's it still looks I, this pass rush this year. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I think it can be really good. I mean, mm-hmm. They come at you in waves. Yeah, or they they have the ability to come at you in waves. It's almost very much like what the Eagles had last year, where Yo, your, your backups uh, no are dudes. Your backups are dudes, and they're young, and they should get, be getting better. You get to keep everybody fresh. Hopefully, like the Eagles, you get to play with some more leads than you yeah. have over the last couple of years. I mean, the Eagles were always leading at halftime, which is great. Um, and again, there's depth. I mean, I've really been concerned. Everyone talks about the third edge guy, you know, and it was obvious when Watt was out last year that that was a problem. Yeah. But now they have a fourth. I mean, the fourth guy's always just been a special teamer who right, yeah. holds down the fort a little bit on defense. I mean, I, I thought Jameer Jones was a might good player. Might accidentally but get a sack. You know? Might accidentally <laughs> get a sack, but no one's worried about him when he's out there. Yeah. You know, he's a special teamer. Now, if that's Herbig slash Golden, I'm not even sure who the three is now, to be yeah, honest with you. That's true. <laughs> the like, way that the way that this is shaking out. Yeah, I mean, they could just play straight sides if they want to. If they want to. I mean, yeah. if it's if one of them, it seems like Golden's more comfortable on Watt's side. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure you know probably if something happened where Alex Highsmith was going to miss a lot of time, mm-hmm. maybe he would flip flop Golden over to that Hits side. Hits our practice in there a lot yeah, more because he's the more yeah. veteran player. Right. Right. You know, but. They've got options there. They do. They do. And then the insides, we've talked about a lot today. Yeah. So I mean, if a louder milk can step up, and we've said this a million times too, I mean, I don't think Ogan Joby's going to have two sacks this year. No. I mean, he's usually yeah. a six-sack guy, and, you know, if you keep him a little fresher and healthier, I think you get that yeah, out of him. Then you add, you know, guys like Keanu Benton to the mm-hmm. mix, and I mean, it's, it's just – it's it's a good situation. It's going to be a good defense. It is. It really is. The, the front is tremendous. Yeah. We're going to get to break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, our live ongoing coverage from Steelers training camp. They're watching uh, Mitch Trubisky out there with his wife, and they get their uh, one-year-old baby out there throwing a tennis ball here. Oh, okay. He's already got the uh, – he's going lefty. Oh, nice. There you go. So work on that. But uh, we're going to take a break here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more live from Steelers training camp right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lawley. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, our ongoing coverage from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. And, uh, Matt, uh, Looking here at the uh, games, I wanted to go over some of the games for the uh, the division opponents today. Mm, I don't know the schedule yeah. coming at all. So the Browns actually kick things off tomorrow. Oh, good. Uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that's Cleveland at Philadelphia. Those two teams have practiced against each other this week. And uh, got, I'm reading here on NFL.com the storylines, things to watch for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for I assume game. that's a standalone game on NFL Network. It too, is, so yeah. We can all watch that. Yeah, that's a 730 start. 
And uh, Deshaun Watson not going to start uh, or play in that game for I Cleveland. Don't but don't understand uh, that. But Dorian Thompson Robinson is uh, going to get a chance to start that game. Really good preseason for yeah. him so far. Um, on offense, is this, I'm reading here from what they're they're saying here on uh, NFL.com. Uh, Jerome Ford obviously out yeah, uh, he's with a calf issue. Uh, Elijah Moore, Marquise Goodwin, both out. Uh, Moore's been out on a little while he's now. He's got that rib injury, yeah, yeah. and Marquise Goodwin has blood clots, which Ooh, is not okay. good. Uh, so that's two guys that you'd think have a pretty good chance of being in the mix there oh, without for their question. top five yeah. receivers. Uh, and their offensive line's a little banged up. Jack Conklin's got a concussion. Exactly. Things concussion, like, yeah. So I bet Chubb doesn't play. If Watson's not playing, why would right, you play Right, why would Chubb? you play the rest right, of you know, right. Cooper, you're not going to play those guys. Yeah, maybe Najoku, maybe some of the top line, yeah. maybe. You know, but, right, you're trotting out some backups for that game. Yeah. Uh, for the Eagles, uh, they're talking about there aren't a lot of starting jobs up for grab, but both safety spots. The safety and linebackers kind of are still. Uh, yeah, they go sign Miles Jack and uh, Cunningham. The other, you know, not long ago, they weren't happy with their linebackers either. Uh, they're saying Reed Blankenship is built uh, on his work from last season and appears to have one of the jobs. I assume that would I'd be say the they're free pretty safety. high high on him. Yeah, uh, it says the other spot looks to be up for grabs. Terrell Edmonds, of course, the former Steeler who started it for the Steelers last season and basically the last five seasons, has yet to claim it. That's surprising. Yeah. They just kind of penciled him in. Uh, he's been pushed most of camp by special team standout Kevon Wallace, uh, plus mm. lately by rookie Sidney Brown, the third rounder from I Illinois. forgot they drafted him in the third yeah. round. They have some um, options. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, nine tackles and 41 defensive snaps against the Ravens. I mean, he flies around. Rounded. Yeah. Oh, he's a thumper, he too. Flies around. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a really good tester. A little bit straight line-ish, but, I mean, he brings it. His brothers, the, the twin brothers, the, the, running, the running back, back for, for the, the Bengals, Bengals yeah. people don't know. But, yeah, interesting story. Um, saw a lot of features on them leading up to the draft. They're real easy to root for as well. Yeah. I mean, they really motivate each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Moved to Florida because they were, you know. But it doesn't sound like Terrell's guaranteed anything over there. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, I can't imagine he gets cut. No, I wouldn't think. But, but I mean, he is making a little money. Yeah. But probably not. Not not a ton, but he's mm-hmm. making a little bit. Uh, for the Bengals, um it looks like uh, their their storyline here, and they play Friday night, I believe. Where's that one? If, uh, here they go. Oh, yeah, they're Friday. They play at Atlanta. Okay. Um, here's what the write-up says here. I think when quarterback Joe Burrow worked out on the field before last week's preseason game, he knew exactly what he was doing. Bengals fans probably needed that. As, go- <laughs> as good as Burrow has been for them and as shaky as the other quarterback options have looked thus far, uh, neither Jake Browning or Trevor, Trevor Simeon played well against the Packers, <clears throat> who fielded mostly backups on defense. Uh, Burrow's workout felt like a strong indication he'll be ready for week one, but uh, don't expect to see him in the preseason. No. Um, it looks like Simeon is going to start uh, this game for the for the uh, Bengals. So. Okay. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but – I mean, Steeler fans know this better than anyone. I mean, the rust that the Bengals had in week one was obvious to me, and the Steelers Without feasted it out. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole offense rested the whole time. Yeah, definitely took advantage of it. I was real curious, before Burrow got hurt, would Taylor, you know, Coach Taylor, play his offense more this year, just at least a little, you know, because – That went I, out the window when and Burrow now, got hurt. Yeah, yeah. now your, your quarterback got hurt, and you don't have any choice on that matter. And they might have – I don't know about the worst backup situation in the it's NFL. It's brutal. But it's pretty bad. I mean, maybe it's the biggest drop-off other than Kansas City. Yeah, you right. Know, from, if you were to Kansas, Kansas City could have, 
I don't know, Jacoby Brissett as their backup. Man, it'd still be a, be a great drop off. Drop right, off. Right, but, right. But, yeah, I mean, Trevor Simeon is not. He's one of these guys that stays in the league for a long time because he had a couple good games way back when, you know. Yeah. But, so, that, I was a little shocked they didn't do more. Yeah, uh, that's it is surprising. I guess you know but maybe they're getting ready to pay him. I mean, it's and that still hasn't happened yet. And I wonder, you know, they're, they're saying here that Burrow worked out so hard last week on the field uh, in pregame warmups because he wants to show he wanted to show fans that he's you know, mm-hmm. going to be healthy. I wonder if he wanted to say, "Hey, I'm going to be back out here. How about uh, getting me paid here soon?" Maybe, maybe, maybe. And you have to wonder, and I don't know one way or another. Would the deal be signed already if it wasn't for the injury? Yeah. I mean, because Herbert did, Hurts did, you know. I mean, I mean it's not like it's a, a an injury that's going to, you know, keep him out at long term or anything like no. that. So, you, you wonder why they still wouldn't do the deal and get it done with. I mean, unless the team doctor's telling them, hey, I'm not positive about week one. But still, I mean, you're still going to so, get signed. He's a long-term quarterback. He's getting signed, yeah. yeah. It's going to happen, but it just hasn't happened yet. So, the longer mm-hmm. this go- drags out. Uh, yeah. I mean, we knew know. it was going to be this way, but it is concerning. You know, the thing is, I mean, Justin Herbert has signed his deal. Um, that kind of sets the, you know, the, yeah, the say, bars have been set. You, you got the Lamar deal out there. Burrow's the last one that everybody's been waiting on here. Mm-hmm. You're giving me 2% more than Herbert. Herbert's, yeah, I mean, Herbert's got his deal done. Well, it's been two or three weeks. It's been now. a while now. And yeah. Hertz was well before that. Right. You know, right. So, and I don't think two is getting done from that draft class. He, he needs to show another year. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, per, you know. Maybe Burrow's asking for more than, than they are willing to uh, maybe hire to go. I mean, anyone that pays any attention to the league knows that the the Brown family, the owner of the Bengals, are hard to deal with. They, they, I mean, they're very set in their ways. They have their approach to things. They're not real flexible. Is yeah. is the, is what everyone will tell you. It's not like I've ever done a contract with the Brown family. <laughs> but if you look in history, they've paid their quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, they paid Carson Palmer. You know, what I mean, like. I'm sure they have every intentions to. What's interesting to me, though, is they can wait a little on Chase, but Higgins is up after this year. And right. There's no. I mean, I guess you could franchise him, but franchising receivers is 20 million or so. I, I don't think Higgins returns. I, yeah, I, really I, don't. I think that's going to be an issue for them. Um, you know, can they keep? And maybe that's one of the things that's kind of holding this up here. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Joe, we. Can we can we knock a little bit off here so we have some right. wiggle room to keep Higgins? Right. I mean, like yeah. Mahomes took a little bit of a deal. Brady historically has taken deals. If, hey, if you want to keep both your receivers, we need to structure this a little differently at least. And yeah. if you remember, they just re-signed Logan Wilson, um, extended him, and I think they also gave Hendrickson a deal this offseason. Yeah. Extended. Yeah. So they better be, they're probably thin on funds, and they're definitely done – buying things from other team in future offseason. Without a doubt. Right, right. Yeah, and you got to get that deal done for the quarterback. I mean, that's – again, they've gotten all these other deals done, and that's the one that's been the hold up here. You mm-hmm. can, yeah. You know, uh, to me, that's that's going to be fascinating to see if they let this trail on into the season. Mm-hmm. And for their sake, hopefully he's ready for week one. Uh, Monday night, another standalone oh, game. Oh, good. We can really focus the, uh, on the division. Yeah, absolutely, for the division. The Ravens are at the Washington Commanders. Okay. And they've been having some Close joint practices. Yeah. And, well, go figure. So some fights at that practice. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that makes sense, too. Um, and what were the keys for that one? Uh, for the Ravens, it's J.K. Dobbins coming off the pup is great news for the Ravens as that they work through they uh, their it. offensive issues while adjusting to a new system under offensive coordinator Todd Monken. But it, it also potentially sets up a preseason battle for the final final running back roster or running back spot on the roster with multiple candidates. Uh 
the final spot, and this is his guess, my, the final spot could come down to veteran Melvin Gordon versus undrafted rookie Keaton Mitchell. It's also mm. possible that neither is kept. Wow. Uh, both were corralled in the second half uh, against the Eagles last week, running behind poor blocking. Gordon received positive feedback in August after a nightmarish 2022 season, uh, but Mitchell's speed and returnability offer the Ravens more of a counterpoint to their more established backs, such as Dobbins and Gus Edwards. If Mitchell stands out versus, versus Washington, uh, it could improve his chances to make it. Well, they've also got uh, – who's the other speed back that they have? Uh, Hill, Justice yeah, Hill. Yeah, Justice Hill. I think he you ran need with two of one. those guys? Yeah, and I don't know. But what's interesting is, you know, this is applies to Steelers too, but that third back – has to be a good special team, or Melvin right. Gordon's not going to give you anything not on special give you teams. A thing on special teams. And not to Gus mention, Edwards isn't going to give no, you anything right, on special right, teams. Right. Yeah, and Gordon, I mean, he's had a pretty good career. He's, you know, his first yeah. round pick. He's had a good career. He's had success in this league. And you're throwing him out there with the threes behind a garbage offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> you know, rough. like just getting beat up. Like uh, that's a, a tough situation to handle. Um, I am interested with that one more than the other div- teams in the division. I would be more apt to p- to play Odell, Lamar. I mean, well, that's what I want to see. That's yeah, what, I right. want to see the, their first team offense on the field because we didn't see it last week. No, it's a new offense. Um, I was I would guess that they're, that they're going to play those guys this week because Huntley's out now. Huntley's okay. I yeah. didn't realize he's that got a, he's got a hamstring. He played he played in the second half as it was. I wonder. Everything I read about that is he's the clear two. I thought so, but then he didn't start. I wonder how much of that is Harbaugh trying to keep his. Uh, What's it up? The twenty-four consecutive games they've won. No, oh, that would him. be so Harbaugh like to, to to bring your best quarterback out to do for, something like that in a, in a meaningless preseason game. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just like him running, the, having Lamar run the ball at the end of a game so they could keep their hundred-yard streak. Yeah, that get nobody more. knew anything about the record at the time. I, I'm using record in air quotes mm-hmm. here. Was by the Steelers in like seventies in the seventies at some point. 100-yard games in a yeah, row, 100 right? Yeah, 100-yard rushing games in a row as a team. And Harbaugh ran a little – he had Lamar go out and run a, a play. It was totally meaningless, yeah. right? It, uh, I don't think anybody else knew why. Yeah. Except for him and, and maybe a statistician or something yeah. in his ear. The, again, the Steelers held the record and nobody in Pittsburgh knew anything about it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, come on. It's not a record. I, I hadn't thought of that angle with the quarterback, so, but I bet that's what's going on. Yeah. I mean, so why good would for him. He, 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 they put Huntley out there with a bunch of backups, and he pulls his hamstring. And he pulls his hamstring, right. That's what you get. So, I would bet Lamar, I don't know about Odell or Dobbins, but. Dobbins I, probably not. Probably he not. Just came off the pump. Right, yeah. But I I would play some of your starters on offense. Yeah. And what do they do with Dobbins? I mean, it's a, it's a similar situation to Burrow here where you haven't given him a new contract yet. It's Are you very similar to contract? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, very you, similar. I mean, that's why he's on Pup, supposedly, is because he's unhappy, not that he's is he particularly come, injured. Yeah, is he going to come back and say, uh, shut it down after a week? Oh, my hamstring. He's going to say, yeah, you yeah. Know. I mean, him and Taylor have not the right to do that, but they have the option to do that. You know, like, yeah, sorry, I can't go. I'm not feeling it, you know. Yeah, I, I just wonder if, you know, any little – situation where you're nicked up or anything like that yeah, i'm not gonna run this i'm not gonna go this week i'm i don't have a contract for next year yeah um uh, it's sticky with his running back situation it right absolutely now. is and and i i understand they have a contract and they should fulfill the contract right but um the earning potential's brief it, and it really is i mean and who's to say but Najee's a year away from those guys you know i mean this time next year are we having a conversation about him is that going to be the regular for starting running backs when they get to that, what, third year or fourth year that going into that year that they're going to make a stink because it's really their last chance in a way. I will say that 
Harris, uh, when he came out, he signed a four-year, $13 million contract. Mm-hmm. It included a $6.8 million signing bonus. It was fully guaranteed. The contract is? The contract was fully guaranteed. Hmm, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's not like the Steelers didn't take care of Najee coming, right, right, right. coming out of the draft. I mean, if he got catastrophically injured or whatever, he'd still be getting all that money. He'd still get the third. That's the one thing that people, I think, a lot of times don't understand about NFL contracts. Is so, I mean, so little of that money. That's what the guarantees, mm-hmm. why guys are so concerned about the guarantees. But it's really difficult for the teams to fully guarantee contracts like that. Oh, right. Because that's gonna, you're going to pay that if, against your salary cap, and you don't know if you're going to have the player. You're not going to know if you have the player. There's a flip side of that, too, that like applies to Burrow, Lamar, Hurts that we're talking about. That, you know, yes, Watson got a fully guaranteed contract, and teams aren't going to do that to that extent. But the only way you don't get your money is if you get cut. I right. mean, like, Lamar's not getting cut in the next two years. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Maybe he could in four years, but, you know, the last year of his contract or something. But there's no way on earth the Bengals are cutting Joe Burrow or the Chargers are cutting Herbert in the next two years. Yeah. Uh, unless was, he did something horrible off the field. That was the Najee Hare or the uh, Le'Veon Bell argument. Like, if, if the Steelers sign you to a new a four-year deal, which I believe was what they were offering mm-hmm. in the reserves, you're going to see – at, at the very least, most of that money. It, it might not say it's guaranteed, but you're going to make the team. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get I get both sides of the argument about the contract stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, the running back situations. Yeah, and, and players should earn as much as they can, and mm-hmm. you're, you're worth whatever some team is willing to pay you. Um, but, but there's a lot of running fully, backs out yeah, there. Fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL are really difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know what's Unless going you're on. willing to sign a one- or two-year deal. Right, right. I don't know what's going on with Dobbins, but that seems hairier than we know. Yeah. I mean, if it was me, that's what I would do. And I understand that the players want the financial secure, long-term financial security. Of course. But sign was, you, know, you, want, you want the fully guaranteed money. Sign one-year deals. I would say getting franchises isn't the end of the world either because that is no. guaranteed. Uh, you, know, that's, uh, you know, I had that discussion with Bud Dupree when he got franchised. He's like, yeah, that's great. That's more money I've ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't that's at the great. level of some of these superstars, yeah. but still, I mean, right, that's guaranteed money, and it's the biggest check I've ever seen. No, right. Why am I complaining about that? Yeah. Um, who was I going to mention with – oh, like Saquon and Josh Jacobs, you know, were really unhappy with the franchise deal. But Saquon basically – he restructured his deal and – There's still $10 million. It, it's still – it's like the exact same contract. Yeah. I mean, it's, they changed it like on a, paper a little bit. Yeah, but. you get like an extra million out of the deal. Yeah, I think it's an extra million now that he would have got in week, you know, after the season or whatever. Yeah. You know, or, or late in the season. Yeah. Uh, Steelers wrapping up a uh, training camp practice. Still a lot of guys out here working on the field, some families out there as well. Uh, but uh, the Steelers finishing up. See, uh, of course, Minka Fitzpatrick is still out there uh, getting some work in. But that's – been the norm. Oh, the yeah. offensive line over over here to our left, out there working, but that's been the that's norm. That's been the norm, right. Yeah, so, so, yeah, the edge rushers look like they're done doing their routine, but they're out there all the time. Minka was last guy in the field last year, yesterday. Yeah, and he often is. Often I mean, that's, is. That's, right. you know, he had a tremendous practice yesterday, too. He did. Yeah. I mean, he's he was sniffing stuff out. And yeah, just, uh, making just plays. Making plays all over the field. But we're going to take a break. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. We 
We are back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lawley. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. Still some players rounding around the field around here. Yeah, Kenny just came to the sideline, yeah, came Pickett to the fence here, and as you can place imagine, erupted. It is a mob over here to our right, <laughs> is uh, Kenny Pickett over there signing autographs. And uh, Matt, I wanted to talk to you. kind of popular around here. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. People holding up jerseys and oh yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I don't know when do you stop. I mean, ever been if you're in that situation, like eventually you gotta say say no and walk away. But you could be there for years. There's easily like well over two thousand people over there. <laughs> Sign <laughs> right. for every one of them and be here until right. Eventually you just gotta turn away. Yeah. Um, Ross Tucker on the thirty third team, Matt. Yeah, get him. Has Ross. a uh, five players who could break out in year two. Okay, nice. Um, Kenny Pickett, I don't believe, is on this list, but there is another Steeler on okay. this list, and that is George Pickens. I can sure see it. If George Pickens breaks out, yeah, that means Kenny Pickett probably broke out as well. Probably. I mean, there's obviously hand-in-hand hand there with those yeah. situations. Um, Pickens is a tremendous talent, and didn't Kenny say he's the most, ath- most athletic guy he's ever played with or yeah. something along those something lines? Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. and – he really is a specimen. Um, people forget. I mean, it sounds like I'm being critical of his rookie season, but he played like 24 snaps his last year at Georgia and was coming off a knee injury. Yeah. Otherwise, like the 10th pick in the draft. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so he didn't do have a real diverse route tree, and I think they kept it simple for him for some of those reasons. And his his numbers versus zone coverage aren't nearly as good as man. But those are the type of things you get with experience, and we're seeing him with more in-breakers, uh, you know, less comebacks and goes. We're seeing a lot more from him. Everyone saw much the, more diverse routes. Really. Much more. Yeah. And everyone saw the the after the catch stuff in the game, and that was a play that simply wasn't on the table for them last year. You yeah. Know? So I absolutely could see a breakout, and he's competitive as can be. He wants to be great, and he can be great. Yeah, I'm just looking here at his draft profile on mm-hmm. nfl.com uh again this is less than a year removed that's from a torn acl right 447 in the uh, 40 yard dash the 10 yard split was only one what was his yard. weight and height again height and weight uh, he was at uh, 6'3 195 pounds i didn't know he was quite 6'3 okay yeah yeah uh 33 inch vertical jump a 10-5 on the broad jump so again those are explosive numbers from a guy who was less than a year removed from an ACL injury. Sure, you got to take I'd, that I'd into like to account. Know right. What he is now, right? Or if he trained for it now yeah. and practices vertical, which why would he? But in terms of athleticism and stuff, that was not his peak at at the combine. Yeah, um, Lance had him. Lance Deerline, who we have a lot of respect. For, yeah, he does a good job. Um, had him graded as a six-two-three, uh, which means he'll eventually be an average starter. Okay. And his comparison for him is comp. He does always does a, especially comp, for the top yeah. guys. Josh Reynolds. Mm, wow, that's about the lowest I've heard opinion I've heard of yeah. him. To be honest with you, um, I don't know who a better comparison is, but I, I think he's a prototypical on the line X receiver. I mean, a lot of people in Georgia compared him to AJ Brown, AJ Green, yeah, or AJ Green, I should yeah, say, right? Yeah. Which is rich. I mean, that guy's a had a near Hall of Fame career. But I do think he's capable of those things. I mean, I mean body-type-wise, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the kits, things that he does. The spectacular stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does look like A.J. Like Green. Green. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
Here's some of the things that uh, that Lance said about him at the time. Lanky perimeter wideout with exciting ball skills, but in desperate need of additional play strength and a clean bill of health. Resilient, no, clean bill of health, I agree. Yeah. I mean, at that point. Resilient to make it back so quickly after the ACL tear, but needs to show a quick cutting ability for route running. Pickens possesses borderline elite ball skills with in-air adjustments, strong hands, and an enormous catch radius. Yeah, we see that. The one thing I, don't, I have a problem with with that write-up is I don't, never saw him as a weak player. You no, know, he I, mentions play yeah. strength is a big problem. I, I never saw it that way. No, I didn't either. Like Josh Reynolds has gets pushed around because he's skinny. Because he's skinny, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, he fi- he fails to put defenders on his hip and command the catch space to make uh, his work less cluttered. We've seen a little bit of that. He doesn't get great separation. No, he has not yet. Yeah. He has but, not. Again, the catch radius and his ability to just – the strong hands. At the mm-hmm. point of, like, you've seen him take the ball away from defensive players. Oh, tons, tons, tons. And I think the separation should come. I'm not going to guarantee that he's going to separate like Deontay, but it should come. Yeah. Um, so, I, I agree. I mean, I, 100% that, uh, you know, he's in line to break out here. Uh, Greg Cosell, who, I, as everyone knows, we have great respect for, had him as his number one receiver coming out, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a year ago. Yeah. Uh, some of the other guys on this list are some other guys in the division, uh, one of those being Kyle Hamilton down in mm-hmm. Baltimore. We've been discussing him a lot because of the Humphrey injury. Yeah. They, he had a good rookie year. They're going to need him to be really good this year if Humphrey's out for a while. And I wonder, does he start getting more reps back in the slot, which was what they did with him last they year? They don't have Chuck Clark anymore, though. They don't have Chuck Clark. I mean, they planned on him and Marcus Williams being traditional, really good pair of safeties, which is – what he did so well at Notre Dame, all kinds of tools. I mean, like Pickens. I mean, like yeah. a rare physical, you know, profile. I'd be shocked if he's not a very good player. Yeah, no, he should be. Um, I mean, he's the 14th pick in the draft. He be, right, he better right. be. I mean, he's a you know, as good a safety prospect as you pretty much see. Uh, he has Brian Robinson, the running back for the Commanders, hmm. on that list. People forget he got shot. He got <laughs> shot. Right, like three bullets were in him. I think. Yeah, in his leg. Uh, that was like two weeks before the season started or something. It was like, like this that. time of year, I think. He I think missed, it was like, middle he missed of like four weeks and was back playing football right. in a month. Right, right. I mean, I never loved him before, though. <laughs> you know, like I don't see a dynamic player there. I think he's kind of a plotter. Um, but we can't forget that. I mean, obviously that derailed his rookie season, too. Yeah, it's I mean, not like we had a body of work to go off at the NFL level before the incident. Yeah. You got shot. You got shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also has on this list Jordan Davis uh, with the Eagles. And Ross is very, very dialed in with the Eagles. Uh, he, he lives on the other side of the state, and I know Ross well, and he does a lot of work with the Eagles, gets a lot of inside knowledge. If he puts an Eagle on the list, expect that to come to Well, I fruition. think everybody expects Jordan Davis. To well, that's not going out on a real weak <laughs> limb either. <laughs> I mean, what was he last year? The uh... But he was, they weren't thrilled with his rookie year. They weren't. I mean, no, they, I signed think... Sue, yeah. they signed Sue. They signed – who was the other big defensive tackle they signed? Because Davis wasn't plugging the way they wanted. Yeah. These Georgia defenders have not hit at the pace people think. No, they haven't. I mean, the Kobe Dean just got kind of benched. Trevon Walker didn't do a ton as a rookie. Like, these high, high picks in Georgia's defense, they're not disappointing, but there's a bit of a trend here. Yeah. Uh, and his final guy on here is Evan Neal, the offensive tackle with the Giants. Mm-hmm. And Ross really knows O-line play, but Neal was awful as a rookie. I mean, really, really yeah. bad. But so was his counterpart, another Georgia guy, Andrew Thomas, who just became the richest tackle in history. 
a, a rookie tackle struggling is not uncommon. No, that's why the people trying to rush. I would say another Jordan guy Jones right into the, in front into of the us, lineup. Right. Like the Steelers are going to be cautious with this. They're going to slow play it, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I have a problem with that. You just don't want to throw him in there as well. We took him in the first round, so he should start. Sink or swim, right? It's but not your like technique he, still needs work. Yeah, right. it's, it's not like they are unhappy. No, not even a know, little bit, right? With Dan Moore, so you know, there's no reason to to, to rush that if he's not ready. And, you know, maybe set, have set him back mm-hmm. another year. If Like, Neil worries me after yeah. that year. Like, boy, he had a lot of technique and, you know, dropping his head a lot. And it, did well, that thing for him too, develop bad habits? He was moving from left tackle in college to right tackle to right, in the pros. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's so one thing. One more thing. Yeah, right. one thing that the Steelers have done is just played Broderick Jones at left tackle. Mm-hmm. And make now, a more switch here yeah. and there. And right. Eventually, maybe that's – Maybe they make that move and have him if he's not the starter ready. I don't think they're going to though. Not from I think they just want to be the left. Yeah, and, and maybe that's why we've seen so much of Spencer Anderson at right tackle. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that all adds up. As does uh, Jones playing the most snaps of any of the offensive players in the first game. Yeah, you know, in the extreme heat, he played like twenty snaps more than anybody else. Yeah, he played forty nine snaps. Second was Spencer Anderson. Was it okay? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, those two guys got a lot of run in that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you got if you got two offensive linemen out of that draft, oh man, that huge. would be tremendous, yeah. right? No, I think they have very high hopes for Jones, as do I. But he's not there yet. He's not there yet. Don't rush it. Um, let it happen organically. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. let it happen. You'll know when he's ready. I'm sure. I mean, he's going to demand playing time when the time comes, but it's not yeah. there quite yet. And, and the one they, thing he about plays a ton against Buffalo too. You know, Dan Moore's taken every snap the last two seasons, basically. Right. I mean, right, he's right. been highly durable, and, and uh, you know, something said for that. But yeah. is it going to keep up? I mean, who right. knows? Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. Our live coverage from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. We'll be back with hour number three right after this. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 